Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Oh, happy Friday. Such a wonderful day to celebrate just because of the fact that it is Friday. Right at the beginning of the show here, we've just now added streaming live on Instagram. And just to kind of set how this show is going to go, we did this right before the show began. And as I was going in to say hi to, uh, I think it says Real Black Betty has said hello on Instagram. I typed hi, but when I typed hi on the Instagram live, it wrote it all backwards. So it says exclamation point I capital H. That's how the show is going to go today. What? Wow. Okay. So we're going to start with X's and O's. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take it. Take all right. Away. Here we go. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> Get Todd in here and let's go. Uh, yeah. We're, we're giving it a shot for the first time and we'll see how it goes. You can follow us on Instagram at the Annie Fry Show. Now, let's get to the news of the day. I am watching uh, the the reaction to Hunter Biden and what his amazing, amazingly bold and brazen statement was in front of the Capitol Hill. And the more that I the more that I watch it and think about it, I'm I'm laughing at how ridiculous this this whole process is unfolding, how dead to rights. They look like they have him on these new California indictments, Hunter Biden specifically. And then shifting over to what the uh, politicos on Capitol Hill want to do and, and investigate and uncover on the on the East Coast. He knows he's in big trouble. And when we watch him try to evade the attention that he is necessarily going to get, not just in the public uh, court of opinion, but in an actual court, watching Hunter try to sidestep the responsibility with comments like these. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session, session right now, 
have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They have ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they have belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. That deep sigh, America feels that deep sigh, (sighs) who has devoted his entire life to service. I know. Can you believe it? I'm having a hard time myself. All right. I got four kids, right? I talk about my kids quite often. My my second youngest is seven. She's grown out of this a little bit. But there's a time when you're raising children and they're close in age and it's around that four-year-old age. Kids are starting to get a little more autonomy, uh, getting a little more creative and what they're doing, you know, when they're playing away from parents because you're not just sitting there staring at them like you don't fall down the stairs. That's where you are when you have a baby. As soon as the baby becomes mobile, the whole parenting job is to keep them from trying to fall downstairs or off ledges. They get a little bit older and they get a little bit more independent and they're off on their own, maybe playing with a sibling or a cousin or a friend. And then as a parent, you have this moment where one of the kids comes running to you and they're crying, they're upset, and they need your attention. They're begging for your attention. And so you you stop what you're doing and you pivot to them, you give them their attention, and they say, Mommy, Tommy was going to come tell on me because I hit him. And you go, did you hit Tommy? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but he was going to tell on me. The kid doesn't get it. The kid doesn't understand in that moment, A, you're guilty of that very thing that you are accusing the other person, but clearly what you're trying to do is... Spread out a little bit of the blame, a little bit of the consequence, a little bit of what's going to happen next here. The kid doesn't understand that the distraction, this thing that they've concocted in the 15 seconds it took them from the moment Tommy said, I'm going to tell on you for hitting me. They run to you and they're going to get to you first and they're going to make sure that the first thing you hear is them pointing to somebody else saying, look what they did. I'm talking about four and five-year-olds and Hunter Biden. That's what this really comes down to. Hunter Biden runs to the Capitol to speak to the American people. And, and oh my gosh, the, the, the dripping, oozing, fawning that is taking place on the left about how he is somebody who has had a, a, a difficult life up until this, this moment, trying to bring his life back together. All he wants to do is speak to the people in a public hearing and the, the, the House Republicans won't allow. No, that's that's false. That is factually incorrect. They will absolutely allow Hunter Biden to have the public hearing that he apparently so desperately wants to have. But they're going to depose him privately first, which is pretty standard issue procedure. The politics of it for that four-year-old or five-year-old and for Hunter Biden is to make sure that before the authority lowers the boom, then at least you're a bit distracted about everybody who's involved in this situation and this scenario. For Hunter Biden to go in front of the American people and start talking about how MAGA Republicans, that all they want is to bring his father and their presidency down, he never is saying here that 
he is innocent, really, of anything. Hunter Biden is never claiming that Hunter Biden is innocent of any of these things. Yet he's saying this in front of Capitol, of the Capitol building, where he's supposed to be on the other side. of You guys, he went to the Senate side of the building instead of the House side of the building to have his press conference. He went to the other geographic location on the other side of the building to deliver these remarks. And his remarks are 100% political. And they're supposed to make you feel, of course, that all of this is 100% political. He's not addressing the fact that he's the one who punched Tommy or that that's the actual allegation that's being looked into. You know, when the kid runs to you and says that Tommy was going to come tell me for punching him, the first question that I just said before and that I would ask my kid is, did you punch Tommy? Maybe, maybe that person did punch Tommy. And maybe when you get down to the discussion, Tommy pinched your kid first. You just haven't had the discussion yet. You're not, you got to get into those conversations so you can get down to the facts and find out who did what and then what you're going to do next with it. Pay very close attention to all of these statements that are being made by Hunter Biden, the bull crap that's coming out of the press secretary, uh, the constant reminders that Joe Biden is a super, super loving father. Nobody's ever talking. Nobody is ever saying we are completely innocent here. That is not. I mean, they're, they're saying that about Joe Biden, but nobody is saying that Hunter Biden is completely innocent here. Hunter Biden is going to be the downfall of Joe Biden as the president, but I actually think that he's on he's on the mark for potentially being the savior of the Democratic Party. Because if Joe Biden ends up pardoning Hunter Biden and a reminder that the the crimes that Hunter Biden has been charged with in California are his his own crimes. These are not crimes that have anything to do with Joe Biden. That's the investigation that the House is looking into now that they formalize their impeachment inquiry. Hunter Biden is going to be found guilty of crimes. That's that's my prediction. I don't think that that's a risky, bold prediction. I think the evidence is stark. Hunter Biden is going to be found guilty of crimes. Those crimes hold up to a 17-year prison sentence. Joe Biden, loving father Joe Biden, is not going to be the president of the United States in a time where Hunter Biden is going to go to prison. And the truth of the matter is, if let's just say, let's just hypothetically say here that Joe Biden is the nominee. He is running for president and he loses in November. He has up until the new president is inaugurated in the third week of January. He will pardon Hunter Biden because after Joe Biden gets out of office, Hunter is toast if Joe doesn't help him. Joe will pardon him. I I don't understand why anybody would think that that's not going to be the case. And it is the most perfect theatrical exit for a man who has served his country for decades, sacrificed in public service, being a a man of the people to part ways as a, why do we keep hearing it? Loving father, because a loving father, you, everybody can understand why a loving father would pardon their own son. Everybody understands that. 
You may not agree with it. You may not like it. But if you've ever had children, if you've ever been in a position to understand the crazy place that being a parent will put your mind to do anything you can to protect your child. Joe Biden will pardon Hunter Biden, and it will be the perfect exit where everything is concluded in a nice little wrapped up bow on top gift to the Democrat Party to get away from a 33 percent approval rating for an administration that is careening off the ledge. And then the Republicans are going to have to ask, what do we do next? Because all of the polls right now, every single swing state, Donald Trump leads. Wisconsin is the latest one to join the mix. Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden in every swing state. We talk regularly on this show how polls are manipulated in the way that they are discussed in media to persuade people to take a particular action. The polls, the way, the way the questions are asked in the first place, the way the numbers are reported in the second place, that there is an ask of the American people when polls are presented in a specific way. And right now, I'm looking at all of the polls that are being reported, the frequency with which they are being reported, the locations with which they are being reported on left-leaning media outlets along with, of course, conservative ones. They want Biden gone. But they need to persuade the American people that when Biden leaves, it's the best thing for the country because they need to not have, if, if you have Joe Biden, if he's polling at 45%, upper 40%, 50%, you can't persuade the American people that him stepping away from the Democratic Party isn't some sort of coup. You have to figure out a way to make the American people who generally speak speaking vote center left to far left that the exit from the race from a second term was Joe Biden's choice and that he chose the love of his son as his priority and he was willing to sacrifice everything for it. This is coming. This will be happening soon. I don't predict things on this show, but I don't see a scenario where that's not the case. I can't even imagine a 2024 election season where Joe Biden is still the guy that the Democrats decide they're taking to the finish line. I can't imagine it. And my conservative Republican voting heart prays to God in heaven that he is the candidate because he would be the easiest candidate to defeat. The exit of Joe Biden from this race on Joe Biden's terms for love of his son cleans up a huge amount of mess in one fell swoop. What do the Democrats do next? Where do they go from here? And how do the Republicans respond? It seems very much so that the Republicans have lost election after election after election because we can't seem uh, to get our head out of the sand on early voting. I still hear people say we need one. We need single day voting. I get it. I understand that. It's not realistic. It's not happening. And every time that we reinforce that kind of mentality, we are encouraging other people to 
push away that idea of voting early and of working your, your, your circles, your communities to get votes in early so that we have the ability to win. The state of Illinois, they had all the votes they needed before Election Day for the Democrats who won top to bottom. It is a machine that they use to make sure that their election is secure. They don't have to have good turnout on, on Election Day because they've done everything they can. They don't want, they don't, you know, the people who are saying we should, it should be one day, we should be voting uh, on a single day, we should be using identification. You are good people. You should vote on Election Day and you hand them your license when you go to vote. They can tell you they don't need it, but you should say you should. You can do all of that. It doesn't make you a bad person. But what the Democrat Party is doing out there is they're finding people who have zero interest in voting. And they're making it so easy for these individuals to cast a ballot for people who they don't know, don't understand. They get told what they get told by the people who are uh, moving these ballots around, harvesting these ballots in areas where harvesting ballots has been made legal in the wake of COVID. The people who are pounding their fists on the table about consolidating election day, you know, to the old fashioned way. There's nothing wrong with that mentality, but the idea that we are going to win that way is delusional. If you believe that that is the, the thing that you want to do for you, go for it, champion it, take a picture of yourself and make sure the world knows that you voted. If that's what, what you're into, but we have to on our side of the aisle, be prepared for them to be able to win, the Democrats to be able to win with whomever they want. How in the world did Joe Biden beat Donald Trump from his basement last time? Is the hatred for Donald Trump in this country strong enough? Is that all it takes to beat Donald Trump in this country? Because if it is, and Donald Trump's the nominee next time, we need to do more. Donald Trump increased his vote total from 2016 to 2020 by 8 million votes. He's going to need more. This time around, Donald Trump's going to have to do his part. But at to some point, Donald Trump can do everything in his power to win the next election. And if the Republican Party doesn't get on board with getting votes in and banked before Election Day, it doesn't matter who they run. Kamala Harris might be the next president of the United States. Imagine that. All right, let's take a quick break when we come back. Uh, Morning Fry Show, we have a poll today. And this is, I don't know, I don't understand this. But it's the poll. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? This is something that is a, a passionate heart issue. Like, this is the first thing that we need to determine before we decide when voting should be contained to. First, <laughs> we need to know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You have three options. Yes, no, or never seen it. I have never seen it. I cannot advocate for either way. I don't even know why this is so contentious. The responsible thing for me to do as somebody who cares about information and research is to watch Die Hard. Last year, I made time to watch Christmas Vacation. Maybe this year it's Die Hard. Can I watch Die Hard? Have you seen it? No. No? Ryan, you too? Leah, you've seen it? Never seen it. Ah! Yes. Can I watch it with my kids? No. No. Gosh dang it. Who wants to babysit? Mom's got to work and watch Die Hard. If you go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel, you will see uh, on the YouTube live chat right there the poll, and you can vote. We'll read your comments at the end of the show. Uh, we'll give the results and uh, see what y'all have to say. I love talking about Die Hard over Away in a Manger. Russell says, never seen the movie, probably never will. Pon Roden says, I don't remember Die Hard having much of a Christmas message. 
And Chris says, happy Friday. One of the most debatable questions, not as bad as Van Halen, Van Hagar. <laughs> My answer is a no, it's not a Christmas movie. Do you disagree with Chris? Let us know on the Antifry YouTube channel. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theatre in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Welcome back. I, how tall are you, Leah? I'm 5'1". 5'1"? Yeah. Leah's short. Almost as short as Ryan. But every day we have to, it's good because around the holiday season, we don't have to hire elves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leah, every day, gets in one of these chairs. We have like a counter high studio situation in here. So our chairs are taller, drafting chairs, you would call them. And Leah's been sitting in the studio this week because she is observing the board in the first half of the show and make sure you're listening in the second half of the show oh when, she, run, <laughs> when, when I, she when she runs the board. Yeah. You'll randomly hear a song play. That's me. That, that's that's the goal is to not have music jump in the middle of the segment, but we'll see how it goes today. Yeah, Leah can't get into the chair that I don't know. Is it Kim St. Ange or Sue or who sits in that chair before Leah? That's a good question. It's it's one of those that, two. That one is Mark Cox. Mark Cox's chair? Oh. Yes. Oh, is it? So I figured out the, the, the chair controversy that we've been trying to figure out. <laughs> Sue likes your chair. Oh, so that's why it goes over there. So it ends up over there, and then whenever I come in, I notice it. I'll swap them out because I know you like that chair, and I know that Mark Reardon likes this chair, and I like this chair, so I do a bunch of chair swapping. All of a sudden, about a month ago or so, chairs started finding their way around the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody has a chair that they need to sit in. Now, I sit high in my chair because I'm looking over in the studio a monitor to see Ryan Wiggins' face. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to miss Ryan's she face. She has to get up real high so she can see down that low. It's, that's actually the truth of the matter. But the <laughs> chair that I was sitting in before, when I would sit in it, it would it, there was a point you could raise it all the way up, but if you sat in it, it would just slowly lower about three or four inches. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the show, Ryan would look like Wilson from Home Improvement. Or I'd just have to stand real tall in the chair. So we've been switching chairs. Now, Leah at 5'1", Gets in the chair that uh, is Sue. No, Mark. Mark's chair. <laughs> she's like literally I, hopping in, yeah. trying to hop into the chair, and then she's in the middle of the room, and then she's just trying to scoot the chair <laughs> up to the microphone so she can participate. How tall you think Mark is? Because I always picture him as like Paul Bunyan, at least eight foot, nine foot tall. Mark's probably about six one. Okay, that's pretty tall. That's a that's a full foot. Yeah. But you got to jump there to get that. So, Ryan, how do you get into your chair every day? Maybe you could give her some tips. Uh, you you come, have you ever seen Jack and the Beanstalk? You have to do one of two things. One, you bring a lasso and you just throw it up around the chair and then you climb up into it. The other is you pray that the beans that you have are magic. And then you plant them in the floor and you hope that it grows a beanstalk so that you can climb into the chair. Annie. One of those two things. 
Like, help. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's no help. There's no help here. Uh, YouTube live chat poll. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie on the Any Fry YouTube channel? Come vote and tell us what you think. Yes, no, never seen it. I've never seen it. So that, I mean, that is all I can say about it other than the fact that people are passionate about this issue. Ryan? I, I'm a little amazed that this is, I, I think it started about two, three years ago, maybe a little bit more, that this has become such a debate. And I have stayed entirely out of it. So instead of telling you, oh, I've never seen the movie, I'm going to make a case that I think strongly that Don McLean, when he defeats... Isn't it John McLean? <laughs> Mr. McGruber. <laughs> that that, to me, the, the intensity of that moment would indicate that that is not a Christmas movie. And then when McGruber comes back in the later movies and like pretends to be one of Don McLean's kids... That is, to me, an indication that the, these are not Christmas movies. Die Hard 4, maybe. Die Hard 1 through 3, no. <laughs> so many regrets. <laughs> I think I've made a strong case. For what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like Hunter freaking Biden. <laughs> Yeah, you made a strong case, but what the hell were you advocating for? That's a cross between Hunter Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, man. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. <laughs> there's there's a real debate taking place about what she's talking about because the only indication she gives is that it's it's referencing television coverage. Is there any possibility that if you widen the lens on that clip that what she said makes sense? There is a possibility, but I am having a terrible time finding anything outside of that clip. No, I don't think I don't think so either cuz even if you widen the clip and you get what it is she was talking about, she said nothing. She said based on what we have and have not seen, we can tell what's going on based on what we've seen but we haven't seen. Does that make sense? Based to on you? yesterday's television coverage. Yes. Isn't what she said what you hear? Like, think back to when you were in college and your professor was talking, and you're like, I'm not interested in this. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> and it sounds really smart. It's happening in the background. You should probably take notes. You dip back in and you're like, I should probably write this down. And you're like, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't, I don't even. I don't even know what to write as the heading of this note section. Or when your parents are yelling at you and you you know you screwed up and they're really laying into you and it's like you heard it, you're thinking, okay, I get the point. You're right. But you got to sit there and act like you can't be more disrespectful. <laughs> and they're going on and you're just nodding in affirmation. I don't understand how she is so good at being this bad. Yeah, it's really incredible. It is. It's, it's not like perfect example. George W. Bush. Not a linguist. You knew what he was trying. You knew what he was trying to say. It's very true. You knew when he would come out and say something, and if he was, if he didn't say it in the most, especially when you think about what was the thing that Barack Obama was so praised for, immediately was his ability to be a great speaker. He's not really as great of a speaker as people have made him out to be. 
He's not a bad speaker. I think he's got terrible policies. But of all of the things that he is, speak, uh, speaker isn't the thing that he is worst at. But I don't think that he was some sort of pinnacle right. of uh, speech delivery and so on and so forth. But he came after George W. Bush. Didn't George W. Bush talk about like showing your gynecologist love or something like that? <laughs> oh, I'm interested now. Yeah, I'll have to Google that. Oh, no, I can't Google Bush. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was, just, I was just about to, and I realized it's a work computer. And also that I don't want to see that. Honey, I love you. Who are you talking Are you talking to me? Uh, I was talking to, yeah. <laughs> no. I don't love you. I'm just going to back okay, right out. Is. I'm going to back out it. of the room. Can you- he, he, he said, too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice, practice their, their love, love with women all across the country. I never had that problem. Practice their love. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You haven't heard that? <laughs> no, my gosh. Was that while he was president? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Practice their love. I feel like so, I... <laughs> but that's not the same kind of mistake or same kind of thing that Kamala Harris does. No. Kamala Harris says full speeches that they all have the same flow to them. She finds every preposition that exists. <laughs> and she gives the, it's funny because she always provides all the binary choices, all the things we have seen and all of the things that we have not seen. And she goes through and she lists all of these different possibilities, but you don't know what she's talking about. I know exactly what George Bush was getting at. <laughs> I still don't because I can't Google it. Well, there needs you probably you do probably in in Kamala Harris's defense need more context to the OBGYNs practicing <laughs> yeah. their love. You got to be a little more specific. Uh, Kamala Harris. I though, don't need to elaborate on she, that. One. She she does if you did it once in a while. Everybody does these things. Every president does these things. Mm-hmm. They have gaffes because you talk so much, but it's the same gaff. And it's over and over and over. It's it's at least once a month, if not more often. And Joe Biden's the same, different kind of gaff, but he does the same thing over and over and over again. Did Joe? Did Barack Obama have gaffes? Not really. Like the the one thing that I think Barack Obama would maybe do is say a little too much about how radically progressive he was. Hmm. Like, oh, don't pull the curtain back that far. But that yeah. I mean, in complimenting, I guess Barack Obama's uh, command. Of the English language and how he would deliver a message. He was very capable of doing that. And uh, it's just amazing. Can you can you summon right now a single time where Kamala Harris met the moment where she was tasked with something and she delivered a quote? Don't. Don't. It's the full pause. All right, Kamala, you can't screw this up. It's one freaking word. You just say this word and then you stop. Don't. And you know then what? she could say, you might be thinking do. <laughs> but when you are thinking do or not thinking do, it is important that you think not to do or to do not, which is to don't with an apostrophe. Unburdened by what has been. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? Oh my gosh. It was so good. <laughs> that was that sounded like a real quote. You know what? I'm going to give her credit because I think it was not just don't. I think it was don't come. Do not come. Do not come. And then what did the people do? Well, uh, they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
It secured the border. Got to give her credit for that one at least. Yeah, borders are. Did a great job. <sighs> this all spawned out of your explanation of Don McLean in <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> Thanks, He's an Ryan. American treasure. You're welcome. American pie of treasure. <laughs> Uh, the be or not to be when we come back? Yep, that's it. And your vote in the YouTube live chat poll today. you got to go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel and in the live chat portion tell us if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think someone said that we have to know the response to this. I don't really care. But I do want a lot of votes in the poll. That's how you help me. You're doing a great job. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you are doing an average job. I thank you. Or not an average job. It's hard to tell. It could be above or below. Or in or medium. out or with or under. <laughs> Be right back. Wiggins. Oh, Wiggins. The B or not the B. Woohoo! Ladies and gentlemen, I have a series of headlines, and they are some of them are fake. Some of them are from the Babylon Bee and their satire. Some of them are real headlines. Here's the thing: this week, this might be the hardest batch I've ever presented to you to what do you determine mean? Like whether it goes hard. Yeah, it goes hard. <laughs> Like it's uh, this isn't just lemonade. It's like Mike's hard lemonade. This goes hard. Yeah, I like the diet hard lemonade. Oh, okay, that's neat. Um, so these are <laughs> judgy, man, Mr. White Claw. Condescending. These, I didn't know. I'm not Mr. White Claw. That happened one time. All right, Miss White ago. Claw. We will identify correctly. <laughs> yeah. You will refer pro- to me as Mrs. Claus. We will use your pronouns. Um, these are real stories. So I'm going to read them to you. You got to tell me whether these are real or not. Uh, some of them are fake. I just said all that. Scientists say breathing is bad for the environment. This is real. I'm going real, real, real. Brad, scientists say breathing is bad for the environment. I'm going to say it's real, too. You guys are correct. The full headline, (laughs) (laughs) now scientists say breathing is bad for the environment. I left off now because I thought they would give it away. Gases we exhale contribute to 0.1% of the UK's greenhouse gas emissions. Whether it's eating less meat or cycling instead of driving, humans can do many things to help prevent climate change. Unfortunately, breathing less isn't one of them. That might be a problem, as a new study claims the gases in the air we exhale from human lungs is fueling global warming. Next one. (laughs) That sounds bad. Doesn't it? The last sentence says, and that's not even accounting for the gas we release from burps and farts. Okay, thanks. Scientists are like, we've identified the problem, and it's people. And it's you. Stop eating so many burritos. I, it's so shocking that it, we've come to this point. <laughs> Isn't it? This is your fault. You made me do this. All right. Boston mayor hires bouncer to check skin color outside of entrance to holiday party. Ooh, Ooh. Boston mayor. This is this is the B. Yeah. This is, but this is the B. This is the B. Quote, whoa, whoa, buddy, do I detect Scottish ancestry? (laughs) The bouncer said as he roughly grabbed white city council member Frank Baker. Look at the sign. No whites allowed. To aid in his duties, the bouncer reportedly utilized a flashlight, a skin color card, and a background in anti-racist studies. I love the last line. (laughs) Anti-racist studies. All right, next one. Stock analysts who got it wrong last year predict soft landing in 2024. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Told you, these are hard this week. You go first. I'm going to say real. I'll say B. This is, in fact, CBS Money Watch. <laughs> say it again. What's the headline? CBS. Stock analysts who got it wrong last year predict soft landing in 2024. Hmm. 
Now they go on to just give a lot of stats and stuff. 80% of people were wrong this year. It's pretty easy to paint yourself into a narrative corner and really get yourself convinced we're going to have a recession, Art Hogan. Chief market strategist at B. Rally Wealth Management told CBS Money Watch, economic growth is averaging about 3% this year compared to 1.8 annualized growth over the last 10 years. So it's the headline that was surprising that they took all that data and actually put it. It sounds like a funny headline. All right. Man takes wife on date to very expensive restaurant only to find McFlurry machine broken. Oh. <laughs> that's got to be the B. Yeah, that's the B. Ryan and his wife Kayla had oh. been anticipating throwing caution to the wind and shelling out a significant amount of money on their meal. Quote, we knew it, we'd be looking at a big bill at the end of the night, what with Big Mac meals costing what they do these days, Kayla said. But hearing the McFlurry machine is out of commission is a real bummer. We don't spend this much on dinner very often. This is what we get for wanting to live the high life for one night every now and then, Ryan said. (laughs) You break your back at work every day for months to save up enough money to take your bride out for an expensive dinner, and this is what you have to deal with. (laughs) What a shame. I I like how you change the names to protect identities. (laughs) (laughs) Only one of them. It's not just one, though. Not Ryan and Katie. It's Ryan and Kayla. Kayla. Uh, at publishing time, the Felixes, not Wigginses, had decided to leave the restaurant and instead go to dinner at Five Guys with the understanding that it would make it necessary to forego paying their electric bill for the next couple of months. This one has some sound associated with it, so I'm going to say the headline and then I'm going to play some sound. Metal found spontaneously healing itself like human skin. Ooh. What? <laughs> It's trying to um, process that, too. The headline is, metal found spontaneously healing itself like human skin. This is, uh, you go first. Man, I feel like this might be real. This is real. I'm going to play the sound, and then I'll read it. Mm-hmm. Here you go. It's long been assumed that when a metal structure like a bridge or an engine develops a crack, <laughs> it will only get worse over time. But Could that you night- please start this with, in a world? <laughs> in a world. <laughs> Where it's been assumed that when a metal structure like a bridge or an engine develops a crack, it will only get worse over time, but that might not be the case based on what researchers have just observed happening (laughs) in a tiny piece of platinum. In a world where ceramics to car coatings to concrete and even a bioplastic inspired by squid teeth, the (laughs) I don't know what I'm reading at this point, the scientific community has been busy creating materials that can repair themselves after damage a property known as self-healing. But when it comes to metals, self-healing from the tiny fractures wrought by time, known as fatigue damage, has remained elusive until now. It's funny how there's like a certain amount of progress and and, uh, evolution that I'm super stoked about. But if you do it too rapidly, I'm like, I opt out. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Let's take it back. Well, when they've shown us where that road leads... You kind of go, you know what? Let's just not go down that cul-de-sac. Is that what they felt like at the turn of the century when cars were starting to take over? I don't know. I, I really wonder. You, I, you know there were people who said, well, if, if God had intended man to fly, well, then he would have given us wings. I'm asking you what your experience was. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then. What about when people started initially bringing vaccines onto the market? And they're like, listen, we don't have to suffer from polio. We don't have to have smallpox. And people were like, I'm skeptical of this, that you want to inject into my body. Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. I mean, I think with the results that something like the polio vaccine showed, 
I don't think there was a lot of pushback. I think at the time, if you remember, the especially the middle of this century or last century, it, it was all about science and progress, and it was very optimistic. And so anytime there was movement forward, it was like people celebrated it. And now it's so everywhere that you wonder what people are using it for. I just think that when I see these bizarre types of things, Tucker has a... Um, an interview out right now, haven't been able to listen to it, but I saw the headline and they're talking about how it's it's basically guaranteed that we've made contact with extraterrestrial life. And okay. I'm like, excuse me, what? And then I'm sitting here going, I don't think I want to know. I'm going to find out the hard way at the end. Yeah, and I really don't trust anybody to tell me that. <laughs> if, <laughs> if somebody's going to tell I'm go, well, what's your agenda then? Ready for the next one? Yep. Cybertruck to come with deployable scoop for removing climate change protesters from roadway. <laughs> no possible way. This is. Are you sure? <laughs> is it? It's an ingenious device, said Tesla Techno King Elon Musk. Techno King. The protester clearing scoop works in tandem with the Cybertruck's hippie detection capabilities. <laughs> We've put the Cybertruck. It's the B, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> We've put the Cybertruck through extensive field testing, including driving it through a huddled mass of protesters <laughs> in different climate settings. Huddled mass. Works like a charm. <laughs> Deliveries on existing Cybertruck orders are expected to begin in 2024, leaving climate change protesters searching for new ways to annoy normal people and make everyone hate them. Currently, they are trying to decide between protesting at grocery store checkout counters or lying down in ambulance bays at hospitals. Aww. Either one of those <laughs> would accomplish that. Did we get a winner, Leah? Yeah. Well, yes. Who, who do we got? Carmen from Fenton. Carmen from Yay! Fenton! We are so proud of you. <laughs> you persevered. Yeah. Great job, Carmen. And you too, Leah. Thank you. Way to hang in there. Last one? Last one. God moved to FBI watch list after pro-life comments surface. Quote, we believe this God character to be the ringleader of a worldwide network of dangerous anti-choice extremists, said Attorney General Merrick Garland. We suspect he is extremely dangerous and we urge anyone with knowledge as to where his whereabouts to contact the FBI immediately. Mm. And I, there you go. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Cybertruck. Are you into the Cybertruck, Brad? I am not a fan of it. Why? I don't like the way it looks, and That's it? I don't like electric vehicles. The first part of it had you sound like a chick. <laughs> no, I think it's stupid looking. <laughs> like, I designed this with a straight edge. Looks rich to me. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Morning Fry Show, we come back in a couple minutes. Let us know what you think on the YouTube live chat poll. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Why are you people so passionate about this? Anyway, vote. Get more at 971talk.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.